Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Grand lovers, I'm Kayla Party, the host of Crocheting Roads the Podcast, and you're listening to Crocheting Roads the Podcast. Um, so this is my second time recording this, and it was done, but I realized I was talking way too fast throughout the whole entire thing, and you really just couldn't understand a word I was saying. Now, talking fast has always been a problem that I've had, and I always talk way too fast just for anything in general, and my friends always tell me, Caleb, no one can understand you. Why are you talking so fast? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I was talking that fast. So I'm re-recording this. I'm going to try my best to talk a lot slower so you guys can understand everything I'm saying because it is all very important. Also, you guys are going to be probably hearing my breathing a lot in this video. And this happens to a lot of first podcasters. We really don't know how to regulate our breathing. Like, not regulate. What does that mean? We just don't know how to we just need it. We don't really know how to figure out how to breathe without having the mic pick it all up, but we are trying our best and I am learning. And by the third podcast, it's going to be silent, guys. It will be silent, okay? Before I start every podcast, I do want to do a funny short story. And this is something that I want to do before every podcast. And obviously, I don't have that many funny short stories that are crocheting related. So for For the days that I don't have any short stories, I will be doing a crochet confession. But luckily for us today, I do have a funny crocheting story. And it is about how I got a deaf stare by another customer at Joanne's. So this was a normal day. It was like my usual Joanne's run. I was just going there really quickly to pick up a couple skeins of colors for yarn. That day specifically, I remember exactly what I got because I remember this whole day and this whole trip. So I go in, I grab a cart. I wipe the cart down or whatever. I walk to the yarn aisle. And the thing is, when you walk to the yarn aisle, the blanket yarn at my Joann's is always in the middle. So first, the first aisle is always all of our cotton yarn. Sorry, the first aisle is the clearance yarn. The second aisle is the cotton yarn. The third aisle is the blanket yarn, which I normally use for my plushies. And the last aisle is like worsted weight yarn. So to get to the blanket yarn, of course I have to pass the clearance yarn and the cotton yarn. And usually I don't pay attention to the clearance yarn until the very end because then I'm going to end up grabbing too many and putting them all in my cart. So I always block that part out. But as I was passing the cotton yarn, something caught my eye. And there was all these signs throughout the whole entire aisle. And it was saying, buy two, get one free. Buy two, get one free. Hey, you want to buy two skeins of yarn? Well, guess what? You get one free. And the whole entire aisle was like that. So I was like, okay, hopefully the blanket yarn is like that because who doesn't love free yarn? So I go into the blanket yarn, I turn in, and just as I was hoping, the blanket yarn was buy two, get one free. And this was literally perfect for me that day because I only needed three skeins of yarn. I needed two yellows, well, buttercups, and one pink. So after I grabbed that, I put it in my cart. And I was trying not to spend any more money on yarn that day because I just went the other day. So I walked to the cashier and on this day, there was like a lot longer line than there usually is. And I was like, it's fine. You know, I can wait in line a little bit, whatever. 
So I'm standing in line. I walk up to the cashier. And as I put the three skeins of yarn on the table, she says, are you going to grab one more? And in my head, I'm thinking, grab one more for what? So my response is like, um, and she can see that I have no idea what she's talking about. And she says, oh, the yarns buy three, get one free today. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was buy two, get one free. I'm so sorry. But she was feeling like really, I think she felt bad for me because there was a long line. So she was like, no worries, just go really quickly. I'll hold this yarn for you and just go and pick one more yarn and come back. So in my head, I'm thinking she's going to continue the line while she waits for me. No, she actually stops the whole line and she is the only cashier on the job today. So the long line is stopped. There's a guy behind me that only has like one thing that he's buying. So I felt really bad for him. But I was like, I'm going to be quick. So I run back to the yarn aisle. And <laughs> when I have to buy yarn, it's kind of complicated. So as I'm looking at the yarn, I'm like, okay, do I have this color already? Do I have it in my yarn wall? Do I have it in a in my storage? Or do I need to buy this color? Is there a pattern on my Pinterest board that I need to make this with? And when I have to think about my Pinterest board, it's really hard because I have like 500 pins on there of different crocheting patterns. And I'm like, okay, where have I seen this color pop up before? And I'm thinking and I'm thinking. And I'm like, this lavender, perfect. This lavender would be perfect for something. I don't even know what I wanted the lavender for. I actually forgot. Oh, wait. It was a study buddy. Yes, I wanted to make a lavender study buddy for my volume two study buddy drop. So I was like, okay, I'll buy lavender. So I ran back to the cashier. This is like maybe a two or three minute wait for the line. So it wasn't too long. But I went to the cashier and I gave her the lavender. And then she goes, thank you. Where's the other one? I'm like, the other one? She says, yeah, it's buy three, get two free. And in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. So first I thought it was buy two, get one free. And then I thought it was buy three, get one free. And now it turns out it's actually buy three, get two free. So in my head, I'm like, oh my goodness. And then I say to her, I actually say this to her. Oh my goodness, I am so, so, so sorry. Can I please go back and grab one more? And she's like, sure. I'm, I'll hold this for you up here. So I run back. And as I'm like running back, I kind of like stop just to see how long the line is. And I'm just looking back at everything that I just created. Like just me. I just created the super long line. And this guy, the guy behind me, looks at me and gives me a death stare right in the eyes. He's, like, you guys had to be there. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, his whole body was faced towards me. and He was just staring me down. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I was trying to make, I was trying to make, like, a sympathetic face. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm wearing a face mask. He can't see me. All he sees is me staring back at him. I'm like, okay, let me leave now before this gets creepy. So I go back and then I grab, I believe, a teal. And this took me a whole another three to four minutes just to find another color. And I grab the teal and I go back and I pay for it. And I leave out of the store as quick as possible before all the angry customers come trample me down and squish me with their shopping carts. But <laughs> moral of the story read the sales signs guys the sales signs because they are very important <laughs> very important um okay so let me get some water and then i will get into the topic of the video okay got my water i'm hydrated hashtag hydrate hydrate stay hydrated 
In this video, we're going to be talking about the six phases of starting a successful podcast. Near the end of the video, we are going I'm going to be discussing some tips and strategies that I use and you guys should also use. And at the end of the video, I'm going to be answering some questions that you guys wanted me to answer in this very podcast. So let's start. So the first thing you need to do when starting a small business is finding out what you're going to sell. If you don't know what you want to sell yet, you can't really start a small business because there's nothing you can do. It's going to be blank. You're going to have a blank website, a blank Etsy page. You're just going to have nothing there. When you don't know what you want to sell, you can't really like pick out a shop name. You can't really start designing stuff. You can't really see how much your materials or ingredients are going to cost you. You can't really figure out how you're going to take product pictures. You can't really decide anything because you don't know what you're going to want to sell. So a lot of times people DM me on Instagram when they're like, hey, Caleb, I know you run a small business. Can you please give me some tips on mine? And I'm always like, sure, what are you selling? And they're like, oh, I don't know what I want to sell yet. I just want some tips. And I've o- I always usually respond with, well, it's kind of hard for me to give you tips on anything because everything depends on what you're selling. So figure out what you want to sell ASAP and then get back to me and I will definitely give you some tips and then they'll go they'll figure out what they want to sell then they'll come back and they'll message me what they're selling and I'll give them some tips it does matter a lot what you're selling so if you don't know what you're selling please figure that out as soon as you can because you can't do the next five phases if you don't know what you want to sell now let's go to phase two also I forgot this at the beginning but I'm gonna say right now um probably take out a piece of paper or pencil if you want to start a small business and just take notes or something like that because that might be helpful for you or if you're just listening and you already have a small business and you already got the hang of it if you already know what you want to do you're just listening for fun and you're just one of my crochet followers go ahead and get your yarn your crocheting hooks and just crochet and listen also hi thanks for listening so yeah get, get your crocheting hooks and yarn and just If you want to start a small business, I suggest you get a paper and pencil. You can go ahead and click pause before I move on to phase two. Let me talk slower. Okay, phase two, finding your materials and their cost. So once you figure out what you want to sell, you want to write a list for every item and write all the materials you need for that item. So for example, I sell bee plushies. So for a bee plushie, I need half a skein of yellow yarn, half a skein of black yarn, I also need about two fortieths of polyfill because it's a big box and I need two safety eyes and two safety eye washers. So I have all that on my list and obviously you might have to make the item first to figure out everything that you need and that's totally okay. I suggest you make the item and take notes as you make it and say, okay, I used this much flour in the cupcakes. I used this much paint to draw the, to make the painting. I used this much yarn to crochet the elephant and just make a note, make a list. And once you have your list, now you're going to want to price them. So when it comes to pricing it, you want to find how much you use of every, every single thing and how much it's going to cost you. So figuring out how much it costs you is really the easy part. You just see how much it costs you at the store. There's nothing hard to it. So once you add all the items, add them all up and create a total like I just did. So mine was around $22. Once you have your list, put it in a binder and put it in like a bucket. I have, they're not bucket, what are these, bins? I have these little bins that I got from Five Below 
and I put all my small business stuff in one of them and like a lot of my supplies in the other one and I just keep them in my room. So that's a good tip. So going on to number three, pricing. So when it comes to pricing, you always want to ask yourself this. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Am I making a fair profit? I'm going to say it one more time. Am I making a fair profit? So what is a fair profit? So a fair profit for you would be, are you making enough money for the time you just spent on your masterpiece? Are you making money just to pay it off? Or are you making extra money that's actually going in your pockets? A fair profit from your customer would be, are they overpaying? Are they paying the right price? Or are they underpaying? If they are overpaying or underpaying, it's not a fair profit. If you're not making enough money and you're actually losing money, that's not a fair profit. So let me tell you how to get a fair profit. Once you figure out how much your item cost you, you want to charge it two times that. So for mine, my bees cost me about $20, so I charge them for $40. Now you're thinking, well, no one's going to buy that. That's so much money. Just wait. Every customer is different, so you have to find your audience. Of course, not every audience is rich and can afford a $50 bee, so that's why I sell a range. My cheapest item is $5, and I have an item that's $60, I think. So I sell a range of items, and you just have to find your audience. Once you find the right audience, they will buy it. So charge it for two times whatever you're selling. Now, why two times? Well, when you're charging two times, you're selling twice the amount it costs you to make it. So one times would be just paying however much it costs you to make. So you would make, if you charge it for only how much it costs you to make, you'd make absolutely no profit and you're just doing your work for fun. You're wasting absolutely all of your time because you're not even making a penny. But when you charge it for two times, you're paying off whatever it costs you to make and then you're making some money for profit. And that is, I think, the best way to do it. Of course, you can always do 1.5, 2.5, 3. You can charge it for five times. I suggest chimes it for two times. I think that's the most fair or maybe 2.5. I do two times. Maybe you want to do three times. If you think that's fair, then go ahead and do it. So phase three, I stuttered a lot. So there will be a lot of editing on that part. But just to recap it, ask yourself, am I making a fair profit? And basically, you want to charge your item for two times however much it costs you to make it. One times of that is going into paying for the materials, and the other one times is going for yourself. Phase four. Phase four is kind of complicated for some people, but just hear me out. It actually can be very simple, and it is packaging. So packaging consists of packaging your item and shipping. So I guess I would say... Phase four is packaging and shipping. So when it comes to packaging, you want to find what package works best for you. So for me, I use eco-friendly polymillers and you can find these on Amazon. They're a thin eco-friendly like plastic seal and you put your item inside of it. You seal it. You can tape it if you want for extra security and you ship it off. That's what I do because it is the cheapest and adds no extra weight. So there's no extra charge. Let's say you're selling cupcakes. Of course, you wanted to deliver it probably in a box. So the, maybe the box might add like a dollar more to shipping. Or let's say you're selling a painting. 
you want your painting to be in a box, right? Because if it's in a poly mailer, it can easily break. So if you put it in a box, it might cost you like a dollar or two more just because the box is adding on a little bit of weight and the weight does matter and the heavier your package is, the more you will be charged. So the next part is paying for shipping. When it comes to paying for shipping, you have three options. You can either do one, free shipping, which means you're paying the shipping cost. Two, a flat rate shipping, which means no matter where the person lives, they have to pay a certain amount. Or three, a calculated price shipping. I prefer calculated price, and basically what that is, is pending on what you sell on, they will offer a calculated price. I sell on Etsy. So basically what that means, Etsy will automatically tell the customer how much it costs to ship for me to ship their package to them, and they pay that exact amount. So I'm not paying any shipping, they're paying the shipping cost, and they're paying a fair price of it too. Honestly, it's really up to you. If you want to do free shipping, free shipping definitely will bring you more customers, but depending on what you're selling, you can also lose money from it. If you sell like stickers and your shipping costs you less than a dollar, maybe you might want to consider free shipping when starting out to get more customers. Obviously not everyone has an extra dollar, but if you do have an extra dollar, maybe consider free shipping at first. If it costs you $20 to ship a package and you get like a lot and you get like five sales every day, free shipping might not be the best option for you because you have to pay $20 out of your own pocket every single day. Sorry, for every single order, and you're going to lose a lot of money that way. I prefer calculated over flat shipping because let's say they only have to pay $6 flat rate, but you charge them 10 You just charge them an extra $2 for no reason. Let's say they have to pay $13 shipping, but your flat rate is 10 That means you have to pay $3 out of your pocket. So calculated price, I do prefer. I suggest you check it out. Check all three out and just see which one works best for you. Also, now it's time to buy your shipping labels. Where to buy shipping labels? You can, depending on your platform where you sell them, you can buy them there. You can buy them off of USPS, I think, I'm not quite sure. Or you can buy them off of some website. I buy all of my shipping labels off of shippo.com. It's shiphippo, shippo.com. And basically, it's really easy. You can connect it to your Etsy and it has puts all your orders on there. You just print the label and you're done. It doesn't cost you anything more. Sometimes it's even actually cheaper than Etsy is. So I prefer Shippo over everything. So I definitely check, I definitely suggest you check Shippo out. But you can really print your shipping labels in a lot of different places. So check out the different places and see which one works best for you. So phase five is figuring out where you are going to sell. Basically what this means is where are you going to list all of your products? If it's your very first time, you pr- you're probably thinking that you have to have a website. You don't, okay? Setting up a website does take a lot of time and effort and making everything look good and finding all the bugs and all of that stuff. So maybe starting out with a website isn't the best option for you. Some places that I know that are really good for selling for small businesses is one, of course, it's Etsy. I think Etsy is really good because a lot of people already go to Etsy and just browse on there for hours looking for new things to buy. It's really easy to get a link and just share that link with all your friends or followers for advertising. It's really good for putting product photos. Super easy. They calculate your shipping for you so you have to do you don't have to worry about your shipping at all. 
they it's really easy to upload a photo and all of that stuff one thing about etsy is they charge a lot of fees now the fees that i know about i think they are all 100 percent fair etsy takes about 2.7 percent of all your profit which may sound bad but honestly it is fair because you are adding listings on their website and you're selling on their website so that's the only way that they're going to make their money because they're not selling they're having you sell on their website. So they're, they're taking 2.7% of what you're making. Another fee is that it costs 20 cents to upload every listing. So let's say I want to add a bee, a giraffe, a duck, and a teddy bear. That's going to cost me 80 cents in all, 20 cents per listing, which again is fair because you are using Etsy's site. But if you don't want to pay any of that, another site that I know of that is really good, I know a lot of people sell stickers on this site and a lot of like cups, is Redbubble. I don't know a lot about Redbubble, but I know it is really good for selling stickers. But the thing about Redbubble, I personally feel like a lot of people copy other people's designs on there. Like every sticker shop I go to, I see the exact same stuff in every single shop. So that is something to be careful of and watch out for that. Another site is Shopify. I literally have no idea about Shopify. I've just heard about Shopify recently. I haven't checked it out, but I suggest you check out Shopify if you want to sell. So those are my four suggestions for you to check out. There's Etsy, Redbubble, Shopify, and having your own website. If you want to sell PDF designs, I definitely suggest you check out Etsy because they are really good for that. So now we're moving on to step six, and this is honestly my favorite part of all the phases, and that is advertising. So advertising can be very stressful for some people, but it really depends how you do it. One question I get so many times is, Caleb, how do you advertise your stuff and how do you get so many sales? Well, I advertise all of my stuff on social media. Social media is a good way to advertise because you can get 10 followers like one day, And that day, that means you got 10 potential new customers. So the social media platforms that I sell on, sell, no. The social media platforms that I advertise on are Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest. TikTok, I think, is really good for advertising. And I think every small business needs to use TikTok the most because TikTok is the easiest app to blow up on. As you know, if you have TikTok, you probably heard of the For You page. And basically, that's when TikTok just decides, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this video on the For You page. And that video will get like 4 million likes. And that's 4 million potential customers right there in like two days. So TikTok is such a good place to advertise because you can blow up multiple times and it's really easy. The next social media platform I suggest is Instagram. Instagram is kind of hard to gain a following but once you are very consistent for a while on instagram on your grid and your reels both of those are very important once you are consistent on both of those for a very long time instagram once in a while will push out one of your content and if people like your content and it does really well they'll do it again later and that's what i've been doing when people like your post a lot instagram algorithm sees that they push it out and that's a lot of new followers for your account, and that's a lot of new potential customers. The last site that I use is Pinterest. Now, I'm still fairly new with Pinterest. I'm not really sure how that works for small businesses, 
but I've reached out to other small businesses and some of them only use Pinterest and they have over a thousand sales and they get all of their customers from Pinterest. Now I can't really give you tips on Pinterest because I'm not even sure I'm getting customers from there, but what I do is I upload all of my TikToks on there and with all my TikToks, I link my Etsy. I do these relatable crocheting quotes, so I always upload those on Pinterest and I link my Instagram. So just upload some stuff that you already have and try to be consistent on there and you'll slowly start and then you'll slowly start growing a following base and a monthly viewer base and the bigger that grows the more customers you might have. Now, I do not use Facebook, but I heard that Facebook is a really good place to advertise, so I definitely suggest you check Facebook out. I have some small business friends that use Facebook and they do get sales from Facebook, so check that out. For YouTube, that is a little harder to advertise on. YouTube's really only going to work for advertising if you A, already have a huge subscriber base, or B, you're going to post on there at least once a week and you're constantly growing subscribers. Then if you have new people coming to your account, you may have new buyers and new customers. But if you only have like two subscribers and you know you're not going to post on there, it's not worth the advertising. It really isn't. So I realized I forgot to add a phase, and that is phase seven. Are you guys ready? Have fun. And that is it. So those are the seven phases. I'm going to read them all one more time. Let me turn my phone back on. So phase one is finding out what you're going to sell. Phase two is finding your materials and their cost. Phase three is pricing. Phase four is packaging and shipping. Phase five is finding out where you are going to sell your items. Phase six is advertising and phase seven is have fun. So I'm almost out of time. So I'm going to say a couple of my tips and only answer a couple of the questions. So some tips that I have that are really important is one, do not overwork yourself. A lot of small businesses do this. I do it all the time. It's very bad. One way to make making sure you don't do that is always give yourself a rest day. Find a rest day during the week that you will not work at all that day. And make sure you get at least six hours of sleep every single day. Another tip, tip two, is know that you're going to make a lot of mistakes and that's okay. Your business is like a baby. You know, a baby's going to do a lot of things before they learn what's wrong and right. They might throw all their food on the floor every time you give it to them. And as they get older, they'll learn, oh, okay, I shouldn't do that. And it's the same thing for a business. You might realize you're underpricing something, so you'll be like, okay, well, I'm underpricing this. Let me not do that anymore, and let me actually charge it for what it's worth. That is actually the only two tips that I wrote. I thought I wrote more. Um, so I'm going to answer some questions now. So here is a question is, how often should I be posting I would say post as much as you can. Like, if if you can post once a day, go for it. For TikTok, it is suggested to post three times a day, but I know that is a lot, especially for small businesses because you have to make the items. So I would say post at least once a day for TikTok. For Instagram, I would say every one to three days, make sure you are posting. And on the days you're not posting, maybe post to Reels. And th- that will just make sure that your Instagram isn't going to drop in views. Someone said, what is the hardest part of having a small business? 
Um, so having a hard, the hardest part is really different for everyone. But for me personally, I think it is getting no sales or getting too many sales. Now, what I mean by that is some weeks I'll get like zero sales and the next week I'll get like 20 sales. And while 20 sales sounds great, that means I have to make all 20 of those orders that week and ship them out by the end of the week which is really hard because it takes me like four hours to make every order. So you do, that's my hardest part. I'm still figuring out how to deal with that. But that's definitely something that I'm going to be working on in the New Year's. And I will definitely tell you guys what I do about it. Someone else asked, what keeps you motivated? So what I do is every week, find out what's going to motivate you that week. So what works for me a lot of times is I like to crochet new things like that's what the reason I like this business so much with the money from this business I use it to buy yarn and make new things and I sell those and then I get to make new things crocheting new things for me is like playing video games I have fun doing it I enjoy it and I wouldn't have it any other way so find something that motivates you maybe it's you need to pay for groceries or something like that like find your motivation and once you find it you'll want to crochet how long did it start for you to start getting steady sales? Honestly, for me, I don't get steady sales. It's either I get a lot of sales at once or I don't get any sales. But um, for me, it really just depends on advertising. Like It depends how well my social media accounts are doing that week. If they're doing really well, I'll get a lot of sales. If they're doing really bad that week and I'm getting no views, no likes, no new followers, I'll get like zero sales. Let's say you start a crochet business. What are good items to sell and what are good prices? When it comes to selling anything, I suggest three things. The first thing you want to do is sell something that you want to sell and something you enjoy making because people will see that you're enjoying it and just all the, all the fun you're having. And that's really good to have as a business. The second thing is something that is trending when something is trending, a lot of people are going to every site and seeing who has it and who they can buy it from. So sell something that is trending. And for number three, sell something that's new. People are going to see your account and say, oh, that's new. That's unique. I want to buy this. How to deal with a burnout. You just need to give yourself a break at least once a week. Give yourself a full break. Do not work on orders. And if you're having a burnout, maybe you might need two breaks that week. And that is okay. For me, what I do to make sure I prevent burnouts, I always put a week to two week shipping on my items, which means the customer buying it already knows that they are going to have to wait at least seven days to 14 days before they get their package. And that gives me enough time to make it and ship it out. Not finishing and not quitting. I would say just know that your business is not going to do really well 100% of the time. A lot of times your business will get zero sales. There was one month where I only got four sales and that was like the hardest month for me. And I was advertising a lot that month. I was making new things and I only got four sales. Honestly, just don't quit. Just know that you will have up and downs. Eventually your business will be seen. So keep working hard. You need to work really hard for it. And if you work hard for it, your hard work will eventually pay off. Okay, trust me. And the last question is, how do you manage your money? Great question. I have no idea. <laughs> so definitely watch a YouTube video over that. 
And yes, here's another tip. Any questions you have for small businesses, reach out to other small businesses and go on YouTube because one of those sources will usually have the answers for you. So thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I'm pretty sure that I stuttered at least 200 times today. So I will be working on that for some reason, like kind of nervous just talking in this mic right now because I'm like, what are they thinking as I'm talking? And I'm like, Kayla, don't think about that. Just talk as yourself. And that's what I'm doing. So sorry for all the stutters. I will be working on that. I'm working on talking slower, but thank you guys for listening to the whole podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too long. My goal is to get these podcasts to be around 30 to 35 minutes. So we will see how consistent I am with that. I think this podcast is actually going to be about 33 minutes. So I think we're perfect for that. This week, we talked about starting a small business, and next week, we are talking about the art of amigurumi. I'm Kila Party, the host of Crocheting World, the podcast, and I would like to personally ask you if you could please download this podcast if it helped you in any way or even if you enjoyed it. It really helps me out. And while you're downloading it, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. This will help more crocheters and more small businesses find my podcast. And the bigger our community is, the better. So don't forget to crochet. And I'll see you grand lovers next week for another podcast episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.